If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, okay. I can't, sort of can't quite reach the mic because there is this child on my lap. But luckily, Jenny's got hers this week as well. And my mic's handheld, so I've got no spare limbs. Uh- <laughs> If anything goes wrong right now, you are screwed. You've got no spare hands. This is multi... This is mumming, isn't it, right now? Oh, gosh, we're there. We are there. Um, both babies in in arms, but they both seem to be sleeping at the same time, which is very well behaved, aren't you? Oh, but well, Bear just went to his first sensory class, so he's absolutely knackered, bless him. He's been looking at oh. bubbles. He's had little materials tickling his face. He's been singing oh. You Are My Sunshine. Um, so the lad is tuckered out, bless him. And did you enjoy it? Because I think I'd like the sound of that. It was so nice. I'm already buying a disco ball, bubble machine and maracas, honestly. Oh. You see, this is the, I am at the point, I just said to the health physicist today, what do I do, like, what do I do with them at this point? Like, I'm, you know, I've kept her alive up until this point. I'm at six weeks now. Do, what do I need to do the other stuff now? Like, when do I read to her? When do I do all that kind of sensory stuff? I just, you know, I realised I have absolutely no idea. But um, yeah, she said you can start doing some of that now. So I, I guess I will. I've been singing to her. Oh. And she, she and she's she giggles and smiles a lot. Um, oh. But I, I'm not very good at singing, so. Might have to knock that on the head. I don't think she's going to judge. She's not a tiny Simon Cow. <laughs> Could you imagine if she was just savage? I don't know. She's got a similar haircut. Actually, no, her hair is a bit like um, Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. stop. I'm Although just, I ha- I'm waiting for Bear's hairline to come in because at the moment he looks like a little receding man. And you can see whispers of where it's actually going to be. And I'm like every day to Christian, when will his hair come in? Because at the moment it's really they do yeah at stages she looks like a little old man as well um, no offense mate i've got a little hair band uh, those little cute hair bands now um because because I, I don't i'm not big on pink so i never dress her in very girly colors so people always go oh he's lovely and i'm like oh it's a she um <laughs> but i'm not putting her in pink i'm just not a massive pink fan so no. well, i don't mind it but i don't you know anyway i put bear in um animal print and um, I got oh. lots of messages saying, oh, a boy in animal print. I was like, what? Did you what? really get, who are these people messaging you this? 
just Honestly. People, people on Instagram that seem to uh. think that the lad who's called Bear, maybe it's because he's called Bear and they're like, oh, he can't. Why is he wearing cheetah print if he's a bear? Maybe that they're concerned about the name. That could be it. <laughs> Confuses him. Yeah, I think he's all right at this point. In any case, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, unsolicited advice. Don't get me started. I mean, I, I was quite, I, I don't know if it came across a bit badly, but because we went on our first little mini break at the weekend, I couldn't wait to post. Because you remember when I was pregnant, so many people would be like, because I love a little, I love a little excursion away. They'd be like, oh, you won't be doing that when you've got a baby. Oh, you yeah. won't be going on holiday in your face. We went <laughs> at the weekend. She was literally good as gold slept the entire way she slept in a travel cart she was a diamond so um yeah up your bum i did it and it was great (laughs) up your bum sorry is that the phrase no oh in your face yeah in your face um no i liked that and i like that you posted about it because it's you just can't you could succumb to a narrative someone tells you and then you and then you will have that because i really believe what you think about you bring about if you just say no not us and that's not going to happen to us and you stay positive even if yeah inevitably there's hard times you can Mm. still do what you want to do and it can still be how you want it to be yes it's not perfect ever yeah predictable but um there's no reason you can't still have lovely holidays i hate that people say that and even if I did have a terrible time, I wouldn't admit it. I'd just say, <laughs> look at my lovely holiday. No, it's not. She was good. Uh, on the way home, there was more screaming. We got a bit smug. It was tricky on the way home, but it was only Aww. for half an hour. So it's fine. So welcome to two new mums, um, two podcasters who fell pregnant two days apart. Ended up having our babies 23 days apart. <laughs> um, thank you for all your messages, actually, regarding our births, because um, it's quite an amazing response. Just... I think a few people sort of saying thank you for admitting that it wasn't the the best day of your life. Maybe the best moment, mm. not the best day. Um, no, I appreciate all those messages, uh, people getting in touch because it's, yeah, it's not always the magical experience the whole, the whole time. You will have magical moments, mm. but um, there is definitely kind of oh I'm a I'm a mum and you know oh I'm just so happy and do you know what um, I know everyone talks about the baby bubbles we wanted to talk today about those first that first week actually because so much happens in that it is so life-changing or even the first 24 hours yes um the the one thing I would say is there's there is definitely this sort of narrative around oh it's just so magical and um you're in a baby bubble and I think for a lot of people yeah, the, the, again, it's moments that are magical, but also moments that you break down on the kitchen floor and just think, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah, it's, um, it's whatever you're feeling, you feel it intensely. So it's like the biggest highs, but then the biggest lows as well. Yeah. Um, and, and you're just figuring, even the highs you're figuring out. I remember like, we'll get into it, but I remember having such a high and being so happy, but saying to Christian, even with the really happy stuff, I was like, I worry that I can't handle this because I've got so much love in my heart and I worry this is too much. So even like the lovely stuff is so overwhelming. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot to bear, it really is. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I mean, the first bit, I mean, you, you're obviously your first, blimey, couple of weeks was so different to mine because you were still in hospital. <laughs> I mean, as I mentioned in the last episode, I went, day, went home the day after having her. Um, oh, gosh. And I, I'll be honest, coming home was lovely. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of clueless. You know what you've learned from antenatal and stuff, but there is that feeling of, oh my God, this is this is it now. And I think it hit me day two 
I'd kind of had, you know, obviously post labor, you're in a lot of, this is the, the recovery I was not prepared for. Yeah. So I did, was really not prepared. Like, even though people tell you, oh, you know, you'll be in a bit of pain. I mean, it was, look, you have your ibuprofen and your paracetamol, but just things like getting up and off, standing up and sitting down yeah. was so painful because your whole area is aching. And, you know, if like me, you might've had stitches and it's just, you feel like, hang on. I just felt like I feel like I should be in bed and someone should be looking after me, not me like walking around looking after someone else. Yeah, it's so hard. Like you say, just getting up. I remember um, for the first day because I had a C-section, I I didn't get out of bed uh, because you you can't. You can't sit up. And I think I did a little tiny walk around the room and that's all I could manage. But I remember just at one point crying and saying to Christian, like, Bear's crying and I can't sit up and get him. That, that was and there was a point where like Christian had to nip home and Bear's crying and I had to ring a buzzer because I couldn't really? sit up and, and grab him and oh my gosh and when they cry that physically hurts you when they're crying especially in the really early days oh. so it, it took ages for a midwife to come and get him as well and I was just sat there like helpless and it, it's that shocked me and I remember because it's such an extreme feeling I thought you just feel like that'll be forever and you like kind of yeah. can't see a light at the end even though the reality is in a few days you're up and it's still di- difficult but you're kind of getting on with it but yeah at the time you're like gosh this is it now and it's so dramatic and horrible yeah, it's just it's so it's so much to take on. So I suppose at least with you being in hospital, I mean that is horrendous because you're you're right. When they cry, it's not you always think, oh, a baby crying, that might be annoying, but it is like a physical wrench, like <sighs> someone ripping your heart out. It's horrendous. Yeah. Um, but I suppose so. Being kind of in, you know, in hospital and being well, I guess having people to help, well, midwives to help a bit. Do you think that, in some ways, was kind of not easy is not the right word but do, do you kind of look back and go actually that was thank god for that a little yeah. bit oh at the time it was horrible it, i've said it before it was like the the tv show squid games trying to get out it was impossible to get home uh we were there 10 nights and 11 days and um i hated it i hated every second i wanted to be home but actually when we got home bear was in such a good routine and i think we've been very lucky with how he Stop st- has always sort of gone down at night and slept I know we're lucky and I'm grateful for that. And that is genuinely because the midwife's got us into such a routine. And then as well with Bear, he was born with a cleft lip. So um, we struggled with his feeding at first and he wasn't getting enough milk. And so he had to have a feeding tube put in, which, oh my gosh, was the most heartbreaking thing, having that put down his little tiny nose. Oh gosh. And I I just, the three days it was in, I just looked at him and cried and cried and cried. It was so heartbreaking. But even that now, that was able to um, expand his stomach to the point where now, stop it. I think ahead of how he should have been, he was having lots of milk. So would go from like day one, he kind of went four hours between feeds, which is really good. Um, And so all those things were really, really hard. And at the time you're just like, no, this is awful. This isn't what it's meant to be like. I'm actually grateful for now. Now I'm through it and I've benefited from it. I do think getting in that routine and having the midwives sort of on hand to help you. I mean, especially with his cleft lip and everything. Yeah. Um, that That is huge because that's the... I mean, I, we're still not really in a routine. It's a very raggedy one. <laughs> sort of just goes by when I go to bed. And yeah, i am not done any of that yet. But I think maybe that comes later if it does at all with us. But um, <laughs> Whatever yeah, works I mean, for you. Yeah, but I think for a lot of... I mean, 
I felt lucky, I suppose, to get to go home so soon. Although, obviously, as I said before, I did, I did um, stay the night because I wanted to. I was shattered. Yeah. Um, and got a bit of help from the midwives, but it is just, it is just weird. And it was, yeah, it was that day two for me where I remember be, I was stood in the kitchen and I was just so tired and I yeah. just started crying but I didn't want I don't know why I didn't want anyone to I didn't want Kenny to see me or anything so I just had a proper sob it only lasted like five minutes but once I'd got it out then I felt a bit better but oh. um it was just that kind of this is so much and you know you feel bad because this is all I've wanted yeah and I've tried so hard to get to this point and I couldn't be more grateful and I she's a she's the perfect baby for me like adore her but it was just it's just a lot and it's so relentless and Mm -hmm. it's so hard you know I heard people talking about this new mums talking about this before we had babies and you sort of can't imagine it but it's um yeah I, I I think I think I was quite lucky in that everyone said well you said brace yourself for day four because that's when you get a massive low and you cry. And I don't yeah. know whether I sort of got that out a bit with my kitchen tip, but I didn't really get that. But I know a lot of mums that I know have. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't get that. Did you have any of that, like maybe on a different day? Because that was, you know, when like you're about to start your period and you're sad and you know it's hormones and you know tomorrow you'll be fine, but you can't see that at the time. And you're just like, yeah. my life is awful. And you generalize those feelings. It's It was like that times a thousand. Have you had that? Yeah. I do you know I've, I have had a couple of moments it's not been like what well, I think that's what it was it's it, I didn't get like one day of feeling low it was it was that one day when I think I mentioned this in the first last episode actually when I said I woke up in the morning and Peggy was curled up on me and Eden was wrapped around me and I've it was honestly like felt like the happiest moment of my life later that afternoon she had such bad wind she cried like so much and I was just so tired from walking around with her um, yeah, I had a little meltdown, burst into tears. Oh. I had to say to Kenny, I can't cope. You've got to take her for the rest of the day. And mm-hmm. yeah, I had a couple of moments like that where I've completely lost it. But they've been quite short-lived. I found as soon as I've broken, I've had a moment where I've completely broken. They've snapped out of it and they're okay. Yeah. And, yes. and this is all very much the first couple of weeks because now I sit here and it's six weeks. That doesn't happen as much, touch wood. Um, but if they're Sorry. going through a phase, or... <laughs> he's having a moment. His okay, dad is coming to... upstairs to get him. Aww. You can't be on the podcast. That's a very chilled out cry, though, isn't it? It is. It is just a quite. It's almost sweet. like a warning. Like I'm gonna step it up, but right now it's just a little. Yeah, here he comes. Will you please take your son? He's kicking off on a podcast already. Oh, dad's the rescue. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Oh no, now she is. It's like she heard. <laughs> no, don't you don't try and upstage Bear. She's like, well if Bear's going on the podcast, I'm going on the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, it seems to me when I've got to that breaking point, then 
as soon as I'm like, I can't do this anymore, then they sleep or they suddenly snap out of it. Yes, it is. And and it's like, um, have you been through a leap yet? You, you told me about the leaps, yes. didn't you, right? So these things where when they're learning a new skill, you have some crazy days. And we had one the other night and nothing would settle him. And we said to him, we said to each other because we were struggling passing him back and forth. And we just said, we are going to get through this. Like he can't cry forever. And it does feel so consuming. And we were like, he's going to stop. He has to. And then when he does that feeling, like I said, I've never cherished silence more in my whole life. Because when it stops, you're like, oh. So I had the worst situation the other day when I was stuck in traffic and she started kicking off in the back. Oh. Do anything. And it was, I was nearly in tears. It was horrendous. And I don't know about you, but I'm not sure if it's a male thing in that they don't, you know, if she's, it happened when Kenny was in the car the other day and, and I was like, I, I can't handle it. Like it's, I'm in pain that she's crying and I can't, I can't get to her. We're strapped in the front. We couldn't pull over. We're on the M1. And um, he just said, it's fine. Just, she's going to cry. Just stay calm. We'll pull over as soon as we can. She's not going anywhere. I was like, yeah, yeah but she's in distress. He's like, she, but she's fine. And I asked my health visitor today and she said, no, she's fine. As long as, look, that's her only way of communicating. But you just mm. feel like, but she needs me. Yeah. I need to get to her. Oh, gosh. It is. It's it's so overwhelming, that. And it's like you can't tell them. You can't I say. Know. You know, if it's like, because I make bottles for the milk. So, like, it, it takes with this prep machine I've got. It's only like two minutes. But when he's really crying, I want to say, just another two minutes. Yes, he doesn't I do <laughs> But you know that the health visitor said, keep talking to them mm. because that that reassures them. It might not feel like it, but you keep Aww. talking to them and Aww. they know you're there then and they know that, you know, they're okay, but it's just their way of talking to you. But I do the same. I'm like, Eden, just, can you just give me one minute? <laughs> like I'm literally getting my boob out. I'm hot and sweaty. So I've got my fit. The clasp is stuck, but it is coming. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. And it, you're, you get frustrated that they don't understand patients yet. It's like they don't yeah. even know their own name. How are no. they meant to understand that concept? They can't even see color yet. Bless Can them. Can they not? No, I learned I that today that. at Sensory. I think no it's way. Three months when they start to uh, see shades at three months. Um, but yeah, until then, which is wild, isn't it? So they're not even, you know, he, she can't, he can't see the lovely red writing on my top. You know, he's missing out. That's weird because we've got a massive um, piece of art in the lounge. It's a enormous canvas and it's got lots of colours on it and she's mesmerised by it so it must just be the shapes not the colours I it's, didn't know this. I think it's the contrast which is why when they're this young they say lots of black and white because the contrasts Ooh. are um, really good um, oh, I suddenly feel sad that she's not seeing all the I know God I feel like a fool I walk around the garden and I'm like ooh these are roses and these are <laughs> she's probably like God this garden's really boring mum oh bless her um, when you were in hospital before you headed home, um, mm. did you shower in hospital? Because this was something that I really thought about loads before I had a baby. <laughs> yeah, I did. It wasn't, and it wasn't easy. It was quite, um, yeah. I mean, it was very much a quick shower because you feel, you know, it's not your facilities, and um, I didn't, you know, <laughs> I was way too. Um, Thin on the ground. You know, I was showing off about how small my hospital bag was. Yeah, pat, pat what you need because the amount of times I was like. <laughs> oh, I don't have a towel or, oh, I don't have, there's so many things I didn't have. Yeah. And I was like, that was me putting my hospital bag in, you know, a tiny backpack. Um, but I did manage one, but it was a very basic shower. So I just wanted to get home. Yeah. But, bearing in mind, but you were there for a long time. So that was different, surely. Uh, yeah, I remember the, because for me, like, if I feel down, 
a shower will sort you out. Going in water just sorts you out, doesn't it? It's like cleansing. It's so lovely. So I'm so excited to shower, but it's just... When your body's gone through something like that, I don't know about you, Amy, but like I was scared to like touch any bit of me. And I remember like I went to the shower and the one that was on the ward where I was, um, it had this massive mirror opposite where the, it was like a wet room and it had a, a mirror opposite the shower and it was a bit warped. So it made you look bigger than what you were anyway. And I remember going in the shower and there was no curtains put around me. So I was facing this mirror and I looked and I had these swollen rock hard boobs with veins like I've never seen I had marks on my stomach I obviously had the big incision on my stomach I looked um bigger than usual um because of the warped in the mirror and probably just general weight gain and I was so swollen from preeclampsia and I was so pale from how ill I was and I remember just I just stood and cried and it was like again I felt I'm never I'm always gonna look like this this is me now (laughs) this is how I am and it's so um I think it's so important to say, like, you are going to get back to you, but don't, like, put pressure on you for that. Like, just embrace. I wish I'd have just looked in that mirror and gone, here I am right now and laughed, you know? But I didn't. My head went, like, so sad about it all. Yeah. I mean, well, it's scary, isn't it? But I think that um, the NHS need to spend less money on mirrors. That's not (laughs) something that you need to have. Or, you know, not in the the labour ward. Get rid. I know, I know. I never want to be looking at us. Every day I had to ask for paper knickers, um, which I actually really liked in the end. Um, Quite handy. Yeah. super comfortable, really. Yeah. Paper knickers, um, a big fat pad to go in them. Um, Yeah. Sorry. A nighty. Hold on one sec. Let's just just see what's going on here. I can't figure out what you want at the moment. Why are you like... You can't go from... (laughs) You just literally went from crying to laughing. That makes it all redundant. <laughs> sorry, Jenny. Um, um, sorry, you got what? Big pants, big paper pants. A nighty, which I got quite partial to. I liked the nighties. I and like the NHS nighties. Do you remember everyone was saying in the air, oh, get a, take a nighty. No, get theirs because, do you know why? <laughs> because they're like perfectly made for access. For yeah. Everything, they're free. Mm-hmm. They look better than those crap ones I got where I look like Florence Nightingale. Um, <laughs> and everyone else nighty. is in them. You're like in a yeah. club. So we're all in them. Like, it's cool. Yes. Um, yeah. And then I, I, after all that and like, gosh, do you know when I had to like dry the, the incision because you worry about like infection and stuff oh like God, that. you're making me the, feel weird. The drying, I'd just be like, I'd try and air dry rather than let anything touch it. Like I was so paranoid about all that. I'm a girl that once yeah. had a severe tattoo infection, so I know what happens. And um, and then you get back to your room and you're shattered and you're worn out. And then I had to say, because someone can put these compression socks on. <laughs> they're a bind aren't they I don't know even know why I I had to put them on I don't really know why um but yeah they are actually I did have quite a bit of swelling but um I forgot about those god (sighs) amazing how the weeks passed but I was exactly the same with touching your body like feeling delicate and that's the that's the hard the thing I found so hard with looking after you know a newborn baby is that I didn't feel very strong. Mm. You know, when you feel like your body, when your body's been through something like that, you feel like weak, don't you? Yeah. And you don't want to touch your body and you don't, and you just don't feel strong. And mm-hmm. it, I still feel that a little bit now, if I'm honest. Yeah. I have days where my body still doesn't quite feel, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's sort of here and there at the moment. I, I get like muscle pains and things and I just, I don't know. I just don't quite feel myself. 
No, and that'll be, like you say, the, the muscle pains, it'll be the fact that our joints are still separated yeah. and relaxed and it'll be the sleep deprivation as well. Like, it yeah. doesn't make you feel in control days when you're absolutely shattered. Like, And you're right, you do just want to feel strong. It's the time in your life where you want to feel that it's the strongest and you feel vulnerable. It's Yes. Yeah. Yes, like someone should be looking after me. Yeah. Why am I looking after the most important thing and the most delicate thing I've ever touched in my life? Yes. It's like, yeah, it's it's strange how humans are, you know, because how did they do this millions of years ago when it's, I don't know. You I just don't kind know. Of, or, yeah, when there wasn't this other kind of help and, you know, even apps to tell you. <sighs> yeah, those leaps you were talking about. There's an app called Wonder... I think it's Wonder Weeks. Yeah. And someone t- said to me, because she was pretty good, and then all of a sudden she was a nightmare. Yeah. And I was so confused, because I thought, well, surely these baby creatures just get better with weeks. Mm-hmm. And someone said, oh, she's probably going through a phase. It's probably a leap. Get the app. And it is quite good. It's pretty accurate. The only problem is, so you'll be like, oh, she's in the middle of a leap. This is a phase, something, some extra growth spurt or something. The only problem is with that app is you can see ahead when the next leap is. Oh, I know, Amy. And, and I, so I'm... you're like, oh, oh, so that's when I'm going to, and there's like a massive, there's a massive chunk of a leap coming up, which seems to last for ages. And I'm a bit like, oh God, I'd rather not have known, I think. Is that week, wait, I'm not going to say it because again, I don't want to put this out into the universe, but I asked my doctor on my six week check, I asked my GP um, about the Wonder Weeks app and she swears by it and she said oh this particular one is the really bad one but I'm not going to tell you which one she said because again I don't want you to pre because you might not have that so mm, that's let's true. not put that out there well to be honest this leap which said it was going to be bad and it wasn't that bad it yeah. wasn't bad at all it wasn't anything like the one before so I think yeah also someone messaged me about that app saying oh I wouldn't trust that apparently this is like absolutely everything I'm finding with parenting. Some people are like, oh, that's the best thing in the world. I had this one message going, don't trust that. The guy who created it is in prison or something. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. I mean, that's just parenting, isn't it? Like, you yeah. know, one person, oh, read this book. It's ab- absolutely changed your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where to start sometimes. I just find generally I'm just doing my own thing. Oh, do what I do, works I for do you. the odd, the odd Google, but that's... You know, sometimes helpful, sometimes disastrous. It's the same with my antenatal group. Um, there's must be, I don't know, ten women, and everyone's doing things so differently. It's, yeah. You know, some st- some stuff is really you. You know, makes you feel a lot better because you go, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going through that. But there's other stuff where, you know, some of I was told to wait to start expressing until sort of now, which is when I'm, I'm about still haven't got around to it, but I'm going to try, literally today. Um, but other girls are doing it the first week. Yeah. And I was confused. I'm, I, You know, and oh, everyone does things so differently. And it's like guess... tummy time is a head fuck. Like tummy time. Come. Oh, some people I've just start heard about that this today. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So you're hearing about it now. How old is Eden now? Six weeks. Right. Nearly seven. Some people do it immediately. Some people wait till like two months in and it's all really different. Some people say they have to be on the floor to do it. Some people say put them on your chest, put them on your legs and it's uh-huh. just about strengthening their neck and stuff for when they're moving. Right. But the way I see it as well is like a lot of this feels like pressure and a friend of mine was talking and she goes to like antenatal classes and 
um she was um no sorry um like child development classes and she was saying oh there's kids that roll and my kid doesn't roll and it's like they're not going to get to 15 and not be able to roll like at some point <laughs> in their life they're going to be true. able to do this and it doesn't matter if it's all different but don't you think now you'll you sort of think well is this the difference between like having a genius and not should i be doing all this stuff is it going to be making a difference you know all that kind of stuff like was I what age did Einstein do tummy time we need to know this (laughs) exactly I mean I don't think in Einstein's day they knew about tummy time well exactly I don't know he was I'm hazarding a guess you know what his mum did back then Mm. you know did she know about all this stuff she didn't have mum's net I think they were too worried about things like um polio stuff like that yeah scabies the gout was rife general things like that yeah um maybe that's what it takes to be a bit more resilient you know yeah could be Uh, some days when I do think all this kind of stuff and I'll vocalize it to Kenny and he he's always said this with pregnancy and everything you know when you're worrying about these tiny little things he always goes well you know women have been having babies for hundreds of years yeah and I know that's true and sometimes it's a bit of a simplistic way of looking at it. But sometimes I do think we have like such a wealth of information. It is overwhelming. And coupled with, I mean, if you put anything on social media, there's an opinion. It's oh. quite, you know, the unsolicited. I, I put something, I was, I preempt it now, mm-hmm. almost. Like when I did that Instagram post, I said, you know, we went on a mini break in the UK. It was great. Can't wait to go, go abroad. Cue. Oh, it's different when you're flying. And, you know, just because I, I knew someone would want to say something. Well, it's a nightmare when they're flying. Oh, it's a nightmare when they're toddlers. There's going to be nightmares at all points, isn't there, I think? Yeah. But, um, just, I, I, I feel like I'm just going to crack on with my life as much as I did. And she's got to fit in around it. Yes. And I don't know if people, some people might not agree with that. But I just think that's, you know... Uh, what I don't know what else everything so far she seems all right so she's doing fine I can see her right now she's bright eyed she's gorgeous look at her she wants desperately to be on this podcast we're gonna have to change the name yeah I'm raising a mini narcissist probably but you know bless her um you know when you got back from um yeah it would have been when you got home because you were home fairly quickly did you have like this it must be the oxytocin but this like overwhelming love for just everything like when you were 21 and you'd be drunk and like you'd love everyone and tell everyone you loved them like were you just full of intense love yeah and I know it's really cheesy and I'm not a cheesy person but I still get it a lot at the moment oh I I actually had it this morning I get it in the mornings quite a lot Mm. um and I keep it to myself because I don't want to be that person on Instagram but um or sometimes I don't actually but uh, in the morning she's particularly adorable she smiles and giggles loads and then we go downstairs and we have a coffee usually in the sunshine at the moment because the sun's out and Peggy Sue always comes and curls up on us either in bed or outside and I had it this morning where I just thought I just think oh I'm so lucky and yeah I I love these both of these you know Peggy's still my number one baby she's number well no my first baby not number one there's no ranking but I love them equally as much and I'm just I, I just feel um yeah, I just felt so overwhelmingly happy mm. and lucky and and I was messaging my friends. It sounds silly in WhatsApp and I was like, oh, aren't my friends great? But yeah, it's that all-consuming. <laughs> Everything is like... And, and, and I was thinking about it a lot the other day. You know, when people go, oh, having a baby completes you. 
And I was thinking, well, you know, I think for me, it only does in the sense that it was the one thing I felt a bit was missing from my life because I wanted to have a child and I knew I wanted to have a child. So I think now I feel like, oh, thank God I got to that point. Yeah. I'm so happy that it happened for me because I didn't know if it ever would. Um, but I think you can still feel very, you know, all the other things I do in my life, I realized made me very complete. You know, yeah. my work, my partner, my dog, whatever it is, you know, the little moments in the day that you enjoy, you know, that morning coffee for me in the sunshine is just like mm -hmm. my, I love it so much. And um, I think it, it does definitely, I think they're the highs. It obviously releases something, doesn't it? And, yeah. you know, I think it's important to point out, I don't want to sit here being all smug and they're all, like we say, there are some real lows and there are moments when I just think this is so overwhelming. And I think you put you, when I was listening back to your birth, one of our episodes when I was editing it and you said I turned to Christian and you both were so in love and then you went when when does this end there's definitely <laughs> mo that I keep thinking of that because there's you have such a good day and then you have a moment where everything's gone completely tits up and then yeah. I'm like when does this end? this doesn't end yes and that can freak you out yes but um and I know there's a lot of women that get postnatal depression and I can understand how you could there's obviously something very chemical going on and we're clearly lucky that we're getting a lot of the happy moments, but mm -hmm. there's, I can totally see where it can go the other way. If you've not got a good baby, uh, and I say a good baby, uh, um, a ba you know, if you've got a colicky baby yeah. or, you know, she, I think she's been pretty good. It seems like Bear's pretty good. Yeah. But if you're having some real struggles or there's health issues with the baby, that must be debilitating. And yeah. Um, I think if if you are worried about that or if you've got massive anxiety in pregnancy and you're worried about it, the one thing I would say, having seen my doctor yesterday and health visitor today, like for our six-week checkup, they are both so... Um, the, one of the biggest things they ask is, how are you and how is your mental health? Mm -hmm. Like, are you feeling low? Be honest. Like, how are you feeling? We can help with... It. And, and I almost feel like I'm lying. I'm like, I'm actually, like, feel great. Yeah. I've been in a really good place. And obviously there's tricky times. But they're very much on it. And I think it's great that they're really, um, they're obviously making a really big push on that and making the, sure that new mums are okay. Because there is definitely this, oh, you're a new mum, your life's going to be amazing. And yeah, in parts it is, but there's the other side. And um, yeah. they've obviously recognised that. And I think that's vital. Yeah, I, I actually got asked more about my mental health than my physical health at my six-week yes. um, check. And I even, you know, she said to me, are you okay? Are you feeling low? Do you have low moments and all that? And I, I said, no, I'm, uh, I find it hard, of course, but I, I'm very happy. But then she'd gone back through my notes and like me specifically, and she'd seen in the past that um, I have OCD and in the past it got really bad once where I couldn't leave the house. So I had therapy for it. And she said, I just want to check about your OCD because when you feel out of control, that can peak. So she said, how's your OCD? And then I said, actually, that's really bad. And I'm so glad she brought it up because I don't think I would have, I don't know why I wouldn't have thought to. Um, yeah. And But it, the reality is, at the moment, for me to leave the bathroom, if I go for a wee, it can take me 10 minutes to get out that room because that's what OCD does to you. So I was like, actually, yeah, that is really bad. So she's booked me in with some counselling. And like that kind of thing, I wouldn't have raised that. And yeah. I love how I, my, my best friend works in mental health and she said there's a massive push on postpartum uh, mental health and making sure um, that new mums and new dads, you know, are okay. Yeah, good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because actually they don't have any kind of checkup. Just no. that really. Like and also, you know, I don't think this is a generalisation, but like 
I think it's wonderful that like when women get together, we sit round and share our feelings and talk about everything. And I don't know if men do that so much. So no. maybe more, it's more, you know, it's really important that maybe men check in with their doctors and stuff if they're a new dad and struggling, like. Or even their mates. Like I really, uh, Kenny told me the other day, he's in a, he's in a, a dad group with some of his mates who are already dads. Mm. Um, and I just thought, oh, that's, I mean, I don't know what they talk about. I, I, he did send us, I caught him taking a selfie of him and Eden to send, and I said, oh, that's oh. cute. And he went, it's for the group. We're all just doing it on the group. And I was like, oh, that's really nice because oh. men don't talk, but I like to think that maybe the dads that are in his group already have a couple of kids. Like, yeah. you know, it's not all their first. So I like to think hopefully just by sharing, you know, even if they're just sharing, oh God, had a nightmare, <laughs> a nightmare night last night, it might make them feel like, oh, okay. Yes. Um, it is really nice. Like when you, I think parents that have been through it are so, so on it, aren't they? Because they know. Yeah. And like Christian's got lots of friends that are dads. Uh, he's got a little group with um, two of his mates. And even before Bear was born, they were like, how are you feeling? Do you want to go for a drink and like talk about what's what's coming and how overwhelming yeah. this all feels and stuff like that? And um, I think he's got like a mate who like really had um, a, a baby that wouldn't sleep. And every day he's like, how are you? Okay. And Chris is like, yeah, fine. Bear slept through again. And he's like, no, really? How are you? Come on. It's, babies don't sleep. And he's like, no, really? Our baby's yeah. sleeping. But it's great because sometimes people don't want to admit when they're struggling. So you've got to kind of push exactly. someone to really make sure they're okay. Sorry, oh, this one's kicking off. I think this might be a, this might be a time to tap out because you. I don't know what you want right now. Probably more feeding. Usually, isn't it? Hey. Oh, she really Would looks you... like you. Do you think no one says that? Do you know? I've in a lot of your pictures, I've seen Kenny, but like right now, seeing her sat on your lap, she really <laughs> looks like you. Oh, really? yeah. Oh, sorry about that, mate. No. She look like your dad, don't they? And I, I don't mind that. But we'll see, won't we? It's so Stop funny, it. isn't it? Like, everyone says Bear looks like me and Christian takes it really personally. He's like... Yeah, I think he looks like you. Yeah. yeah. But I can see a bit I can see a bit of both, to be quite honest, which you can't always... Um, it's so hard when they're this little anyway. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Okay. Well, look, um, I better go because she is going to um, kick off. But uh, let us know if you're going through the same at the moment. Um, maybe you're you know, how your recovery went and your your early days with your, with your small person. Because it's, yeah, it's quite a lot to take on board. Yeah, it, it really is. It's the first time in my life where, because I've had to, I've trusted my instincts. That's all you can do. Yeah. Just, just go with your gut. for joining us on two new mums uh go and check us out on instagram so she made um is that what the young people call it no that's no. not what anyone no. says uh, oh okay that's my new thing Shush, i've got to tell them about our podcast page two new mums podcast um we love all the interaction it makes us feel um a lot more normal and hopefully it will you too as well so and we mm. always try and get back to you so um get get in touch and we'll keep keep up a bit of baby spam i guess yeah definitely and your messages are, are so great 
and keep them coming and send us them all the time. But also, if you want to turn one of them into like a review on, um, like, set, let's just say, like Apple Podcasts, that'll be really helpful. Because oh, yeah. if oh, you if you so leave nice. your message there, um, yeah. that really helps us. It helps more people see us, more parents see us, and stuff like that. So if you give us like a, I'd say five, just off the top of my head, five stars would be great. Go for a five. Go, Go for be a generous. Five. While that oxytocin's flowing. Go for the five. Go for the five, and then little review, and we really appreciate that as well. So thank you very much. Help out a couple of new mums. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.